This episode of The Sleeper and the Bus is brought to you by Out of the Park Baseball 18, the best baseball strategy game ever made. Available now on PC, Mac, and Linux platforms. It's officially licensed by MLB and MLBPA, allowing you to take any team from any era, from any level, and run it the way you want with unprecedented depth, control, and authenticity. New for this year, 2017 opening day rosters, historic Negro League integration, run the ultimate what-if scenarios, tournaments, fall leagues, a redesigned injury system, an improved 3D game, real-time presentation, and game highlights, improved player morale, and team chemistry, and so much more. Out of the Park Baseball 18 has the full sleeper in the bust stamp of approval. We all play it and have for years. Even better, if you buy now through the Sleeper in the Bust podcast, you'll receive a special 10% discount off the retail price of $39.99 by going to ootpdevelopments.com, click on the order banner, and just enter the code SLEEPER18 at checkout to not only get a discount, but also help support the Sleeper in the Bust, indie sports video game development, and all the people who work to bring you the great game of Out of the Park Baseball 18. Once again, just go to ootpdevelopments.com, click on the order banner, then enter the code SLEEPER18 at checkout for a special discount and to support our show. Guys, I, I'm obsessed with this game. It is so much fun. Um, I played a lot of OTP17. You guys have heard me talk about my Twitch streams, twitch.tv slash peacefor24. I was streaming my 17 franchise over there. I, I, I did a fantasy draft in 1995. I was able to get Ken Griffey Jr., and Pedro Martinez. I don't know what the computer was thinking there, uh, letting letting both of those guys get there. I took Pedro with my first pick, and then and then got Ken Griffey Jr. I haven't started my new eighteen one for um, for streams yet, but I'm going to. And I'm actually just gonna gonna start over. I, I I won the World Series that first year with the with the seventeen team, but I'm gonna start a new one. We'll do the draft at some point soon, so stay tuned for that. But out of the park is is just so much fun. You've heard me talk about. Uh, other baseball video games I like, they're, they're two different experiences. This is the sim, in-depth, management sort of deal, and then the other game is, is playing. So um, I absolutely love this game. One last time, ootpdevelopments.com. Sleeper18 is, is your discount code. Uh, that lets them know that we, that we sent you there, and they give you a little bit of uh, a little bit off the top as well. If you do play the game, let me know. Let me know what you're doing with it. Let me know what, uh, what team you're going with, whether you're starting historically or going from now. Uh, if you do the fantasy draft, hit me up on Twitter, at Spora. I love kind of seeing how people go because it, it doesn't just play out 100% to, to history. Things can change and you can have guys you know you can have a failed prospect that actually pans out for you so i I love seeing that stuff definitely hit me up there um and 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 thanks for supporting the show by by going to ootpdevelopments.com Welcome to episode 465 of The Sleeper and the Bust. It is Saturday, June 3rd. I'm your host, Paul Spohr, joined by Jason Collette. Jason, how's it going? I'm just an everyday bro, having a good time. My God, dude. (laughs) I happened to see your tweet right before we started recording. I'm like, yeah, I'm going to have to mention that. Watch that. I, it, it was it was funny. I started watching it a little bit. No, I just yeah. got back. I it just got back. I was having uh, drinks with one of our listeners, yeah. Curtis Jones. He just moved here to Charlotte a couple of months ago. We've been trying to get together, and today was finally one of those days. And so we uh, 
met up at the local beer temple that was celebrating their four-year anniversary and uh everything was four dollars so that was fun then i had some barbecue and then i came home and here we are that's awesome that's 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 really cool um technical note out front we've officially switched our recording system we are now paying for this one um, hell yes this is the one that's been ask. the good one uh, in previous times at least you and i've never really had issues i don't know what it is with me and you know we can't get a good connection going of some i i, I don't know i don't yeah know. there are it's, times it's... when there are times when he is loud as hell and you're yeah. quiet and then there are other times where you're loud and he's quiet i was listening yeah. I was unlistenable uh, maybe two last episodes time. ago, and I was like, "Oh my god!" <laughs> yeah, last episode, um, I was like one decibel, so I went through and I edited every part where I talked as much as I could. And let's be honest, it still sounded like shit. But I put two hours into it, so I still posted it, acknowledging that it wasn't great. But hopefully, people were still able to get something out of it. The pickups episode where we talk about two start pitchers. There's tons of them this week. We, we even have another, we have two new groups this week. Usually we do shallow, deep, super deep. We have an, they're probably owned, but do you start them group? And we have a hail Mary group. Cause there's so many two starts. I think because there's been so many off days the last, uh, I think maybe just last week yeah. that most teams are playing seven week. That's the coming week. That's why we have hey, so many Hey, where's, many the, two where's stars. the list of guys? Where's the list of guys that we're supposed to crap it, on? So they're it's awesome too long because it's we too are long. just rolling on that lately. Yeah, no, it's it's too long. It's actually um, every player in baseball. The and second that be, we say it something, it may not just be you and me either, or you and I, whichever way this goes. Uh, the other night, uh, yesterday, I think it was Tommy Ransel and I were on G Chat. And we were like laughing that Matt Joyce was leading off against Steven Strasburg. And, and what does Matt Joyce him. do? It's a homer. No. Got him. It's a, I mean, it's insane. I, the, the frustrating thing, and like, you know, when, when you do this, obviously you want to be right on things, right? That, you know, we do the studying, we do the work, we're trying to be right. And so, you know, for me, like when, when a guy's performing completely different to where he's been, you want to have the patience to be like, well, is this real? Is this real? And then it seems like every time I'm finally ready to make a move and say something, you know, the other way of their history, they immediately go back to what they were. It's like, oh, here's here's three different skill changes. This guy's good to go. Or he's Eduardo Rodriguez and he trips on the bullpen mound and busts his Hey, it worked out well for me this week. I wrote a piece at Rotowire. My first two bold predictions were Trevor Bauer and Sean Manaya are getting ready to turn it on. And I turned the article in on Monday night late. Now, so it didn't get run until Thursday morning. On Tuesday night, Bauer strikes out 14. <laughs> on Wednesday, Manaya has another great game. And I'm like, instant gratification for the freaking win. This is yes. great. Um, but yeah. Plus, hey, a guy that we're going to talk about, you stand, you stood by his side, and he's been great. So let's just dive into it. Let's start with the they're likely owned, but 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 are you starting them group? This is you know, they might be available in some ten ten teamers. Uh, so you know, you, if you want to rank them and and uh, in order of picking them up, that's fine. But for the most part, the leagues that that most folks play these guys aren't going to be on the board. But it's a question. It's a legitimate question of if you're starting them right now, and it's Gio Gonzalez. At uh, hang on, let's see. At at the Dodgers, home to Texas, Jose Quintana at Tampa Bay and at Cleveland, Masahiro Tanaka, home to Boston and Baltimore, and Robbie Ray, home to San Diego and Milwaukee. Now, I'm not necessarily advocating a cut for for any of those guys. Tanaka, I understand if you're in a ten teamer and you and you want to move on, and, and there's somebody that you can really move on for. But if 
Right. Look at his skills. There's there's still not there's still reasons for hope. His swing strike rate's actually the highest of its career. He's not walking anybody. It, it, it's 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 the home runs right now for Tanaka, but the home runs are at two point one, so it's it's a nightmare. Ray, you're probably like wondering how the hell is he even on this list? He has two home starts. The guy is a complete nightmare at home. He's only startable in half of his starts. Gonzalez um, has been positive in terms of. ERA 303, but nothing supports it. 140. Quintana, Quintana. I think you and I might even make some contact. I don't know if we're going to get a base hit, but we're going to make some contact. He's got a 560 ERA and a 140 WHIP to match. So, 10 and 12 team leagues. Are you starting all four of these guys this week? Let's see. Uh, yes, yes, no, and no. So that's, so that's a yes yes. on Gonzalez, a yes on Quintana, a no on Tanaka, and a no on Ray. I think I'm 100% with you on those. And I'll work backwards from that. I mean, to your point, Robbie Ray has been a nightmare at home. Yes, he's on this run of like 24 scoreless innings or whatever it is. Road, road, road. I mean, his last home starts, four innings, four earned runs, nine uh, nine base runners. Then we've got five innings, five earned runs, ten base runners. Then we have six and two-thirds eight base runners, three earned runs. He has not allowed any fewer than three earned runs in any of his home starts. I don't care how good these matchups are. San Diego, Milwaukee, I mean, he could he could end up striking out 12 Brewers in this game. But you could almost put it in the bank that he's going to allow at least six earned runs this week. That's the thing. And so, I, I mean, he just faced these two teams in their own parks and went seven and two-thirds scoreless against San Diego and seven scoreless against Milwaukee with 15 strikeouts. But the dude, even in, in this amazing month that he just had, Robbie Ray just wrapped up a month of 256 ERA in 38 and two-thirds innings. Those two home starts you mentioned were his only blemishes, and he has a consistent home issue. He's still allowing a 42% hard contact rate, 43%. I, I just... I know a lot of people are going to blindly start him because he's been pitching well. I think it's a bad idea with Robbie Ray. And and with Tanaka, I agree. I'm not saying, again, I, I'm going to be cautious about cutting him outright, but you have to get him on the bench at this point, especially in, in the leagues that we're talking about, 10 and 12 and the weird thing is, And the weird thing is with him, like he's only faced Boston one time this year. It was at the end of April before he really started turning the corner in the wrong direction. Three-hit shutout. And then yep. since then... Four earned runs, three earned runs, eight earned runs, six earned runs, the one against Oakland, and then seven earned runs last time against Baltimore. He's faced Baltimore twice this year, uh, 10 and two-thirds, 10 earned runs, uh, 15, 21 base runners, Jeez. not striking out anybody. I mean, that's that alone should make you run away from this. Boston lineup now is better than it was at the end of April, and uh, he just he's just not doing it. He's not missing enough at-bats right now. Uh, of, I think a lot of that swinging strikeout rate is front loaded, plus that Oakland start. And I mean, honestly, who's not striking out? Who's not striking out ten plus Oakland hitters these days? Yeah, okay, I I get it. I I get why those that were reluctant to say, "Hey, this feels good with Tanaka," based on the Oakland start. I totally get that. But to your earlier point about being front loaded, because he had a thirteen percent swinging strike rate. Uh, before his last two starts. So take off the Oakland one. Still at at 12.7, so 13%. 
and it's not being able to put guys away because the strikeout rate isn't there. So there's something going on in early counts, and then he's losing out. Tanaka's losing out when he has the advantage, and I don't know exactly what it is right now. It looks like a sharpness thing with the splitter and slider, and so I don't know. I'm inclined to say that uh, you got to still hold the course but get him on your bench. If you're buying one of these guys, if you don't have them, and again, we're talking 10 and 12 teamers, um, which would you go out and buy if I if I made you say go buy one to fix your some broken pitching? Who would you be most interested? At least I in? go buy Robbie Ray because at least he's striking guys out, and at least I know when I can use him when I can't. Yeah, it's consistent. Yeah, you're guaranteed Tanaka, to be able to use him in those half starts. With Tanaka, who the hell knows? Yeah, well, honestly, who the hell knows what you're going to get from start to start? But with Ray, you start him on the road, you leave him on the bench at home, and we're, and we're good to go there. And that's really what what it comes down to for him. So. Any- um, and, yep. Any thoughts on, on Quintana? Like I said, um, strikeout rate's actually up to a career high, 9.0. Yeah. Uh, walk rate is up, but not, I mean, I guess it is up a decent bit. From 2.2 to 3.4, that, that's substantial. And then the home run rate is at a sky high 1.4, which he's never, uh, he's only once been above one, and it was 1.04. So basically, uh, it's as far and away a career high. Anything that you see that you're like, well, uh, this this is why it's wrong, or are you just saying it's a it's a bad run right now, and you're sticking with Quintana? I mean, to me, it's a bad run for him because I think honestly the the whole trade rumors is he going to be traded? Yeah. Is he not? This has to be affecting him. I mean, on the good side, he's only walked one guy over his last three starts. On the bad side, he's allowed 16 earned runs in that stretch. He has not made it out of the third inning, the fifth inning. In his last two starts, but before that, he went eight innings of one-run ball against Seattle. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you look at the matchups this week at Tampa Bay, and I, I bring it up every single week, your left-handed pitchers against Tampa Bay should do well. Um, and, and for the most part, they have been. Uh, so it's like when you look at that and then you see what Jason Vargas did against Cleveland yesterday, and it's you know similar stuff, that should work. And when you look at how Quintana, uh, Quintana he's still getting lefties out. He's just having his issues against righties. And lefties, it's been just pretty much death. Nobody's doing anything against him um, to that point. So it's if you can't use him this week, when are you going to use him? I'd almost want to. I almost want to keep him if I can on the bench for when he gets dealt, not if for when he gets dealt. Because I would expect him to turn the corner. I would expect him to turn the corner because we know what he can do. He's done it year after year after year. It's just right now, I honestly think the the off the field stuff uh, about is he gonna when's he gonna be traded? I think it's looming large for him because there's nothing else that stands out. Nothing suggests injury. Nope. Um, I just I, I don't know what else to think with him. So okay, uh, that's where we are on the guys that are likely owned but do have two starts coming up. Let's move over to the shallow guys. These guys aren't going to be available um, in your deeper leagues, but you are going to find some availability in shallower leagues. And I'll give you your platform to talk about Adam Wainwright. He's at Cincy and home to Philly. Sean Manaya is home to Toronto at Tampa Bay. Antonio Sensatella is comically owned in 86% of CBS leagues. That is way too high, y'all. I have no idea. I think people have said it and forget it since April. It's crazy. It's crazy. He's home to Cleveland at the Cubs. Like he sticks out like such a sore thumb in this. Go ahead, and talk, but, but go ahead and talk about Wayne uh, that's ha- had him turn a corner. I mean, if we go back to the when we talked about where he was, there was such a disparity between his ERA and where everything else should have been. All the other skills were there, it just wasn't lining up. And you had to look at his historical rates and say, yeah, this is not going to continue. Now, you know, that said, I did drop him in NFBC, but only because I had six guys on the disabled list. I needed to fight. It was just one of these things where I'm like, okay. 
I'm kind of out of room. I think he was the only healthy guy left on my thing. So I, I believe last time we talked about him, I said, you got to hold him in a 15-team league. But I said, in a 12-team, you got to drop him. Uh, and, you know, he, he's gone out since we've talked about that. And seven shutout innings against the Cubs. One run and six and a third against the Giants. Goes to Colorado and shuts them out at Colorado over seven innings and then shuts the Dodgers down over six innings. So And he's getting the strikeouts again, getting the swings and misses, and most importantly, not allowing the home runs anymore. So over the last five starts, or four starts, just one and run. That's what really works. It's, again, sticking with your vets and going with it. Um, and so when we look at him this week against at Cincinnati at Philly, he's an absolute must-start. Um, I wish I could go back and get him in NFBC, but I know he was picked up uh, shortly after I dropped him um, uh, by a Cardinals homer. Mm. So it, it worked out for him, and congratulations. But I think uh, Manaya would be my other favorite here. Um, again, getting back to the facing Tampa Bay, and Manaya has been death against lefties, just absolute death, and the best hitters in that lineup are lefties. Um, but the Toronto start, that could be rough. I mean, that lineup is really starting to get back to it. And, I mean, Donaldson's back at it. He's hitting it. Um, Bautista's looking much better uh, since that horrid April. Justin Smoke has been smoking it uh, of late. I think it, the funniest thing this year is the fact that Yonder Alonso, Logan Morrison, and Justin Smoke are like the three-headed monster at first base uh, when nobody wanted to own these guys last year. So, I mean, those two, I even though that Toronto matchup, I still want Manaya because that Tampa Bay one could be something really special, uh, the way they've been uh, struggling against lefties and the way he's been pitching of late. Yeah, so my second one would be Manaya for the same reason I said the uh, you know, any left-hander against Tampa Bay, just because he's been so, so deadly against left-handed batters, and, and uh, obviously the best hitter in that raised lineup is, is lefty, and some of the other pieces that make that lineup move along are lefty as well. Uh, the Toronto start is concerning because that lineup's back to full strength, uh, and it's starting yeah, to no put doubt. some burden on people. Uh, you know, Donaldson with two raking. bombs, Bautista's raking. Yeah, I mean, they're looking, and Justin Smoke. I you know I have to laugh that uh, the the holy the triumvirate of, of Alonzo Morrison and Smoke are like three of the <laughs> hottest bats at first base right now. But that is where things are right now um, with those guys. So that that would be my second one. I mean, Pomerantz is pitching good of late. The, the half matchups against Oakland and Seattle look pretty nice as well. Um, so, that, I mean, right, Wainwright, Manaya, and Hap would be my one, two, three. I'm a little concerned uh, Pomerantz with the matchups are a little tougher. Yeah, I, I 100% agree. I'll go Manaya number one. Wayno, um, Wayno, little edge over Hap for uh, Philly. And Cincy at Cincy can be tough. They're not a they're not a bad team. Hap is on the road twice, and even though it is at Oakland at Seattle, it is back to back road starts. Uh, venues that he's used to though, having pitched for Seattle, so he should be all right. He and Wainwright are close, and if and if somebody kind of preferred them, uh, Hap Wainwright, I certainly would understand that. But I do like Manaya as the standout. Worried about Pomeranz at the Yankees, home to Detroit, and then like I said, Sensatella doesn't even belong in this list, and. Even in the next two groups, I don't think I'm really t- messing with Sensatella, even if you wanted to move him down there, because he's home to Cleveland at the Cubs, yep. and he has a 15% strikeout rate. So I'm just going to pass on him altogether. I'm not going to bring him up anymore. Let's move on to the deep leaguers. And I'm a little bit surprised that this top guy's in here, but this is based on you know uh, roster rates over at CBS, so the cutoffs. Um, uh, that, that's where they come from. So 
not necessarily going to be available in your league. Aaron Nola is the number one guy, but he's fallen down to this is the grouping that he's in now. So there's going to be some availability given how poorly he's pitched um, and his health concerns. At Atlanta, at St. Louis, Dan Straley on the road twice to the Cubs and Pittsburgh. Denelson Lamette for San Diego uh, will be at Arizona and home to KC. Chase Anderson and Junior Guerra will both have San Francisco at home and Arizona on the road. And then good old Kevin Gossman will be home to Pittsburgh and at the Yankees. Who's your who's your own, uh, top guy here? My top guy, I'm looking at Dan Straley. I mean, that Pittsburgh matchup is, is really nice for him. And even the Cubs, which Cubs, it's not like they're putting a big hurting on people of late. Um, they're not, I, I, they're you not know, killing people. Sorry? They're not killing people. I'm they're, yeah, they're not killing people. Um, and I like him the best. If I mean, if you look at the way those guys are of, of the guys you mentioned, it's Straley with the lowest batting average against right now. I mean, he's got the his oh. strikeout rate is above league average for starting pitcher. His swinging strike rate is there. All the skills. To me, he's the best guy of this bunch, and the matchups make it even better. The guy. I, mean, I want no part of Kevin Gossman this week. So here, here's I, I us guys. Here's us. Here's us crapping on a guy. So you know he's going to go two and zero with like two no hitters or maybe a perfect game and a no hitter. But there's no way I want Kevin Gossman against the Yankees in Yankee Stadium. The way he struggles well, last, against right-handed pitching, no thanks. Last time I pushed away from Kevin Gossman was when he beasted against Washington. By the way, I messed up our leaderboard for that for that grouping, so I sent you a new one if you want to look at it. Um, but I. I, I'm with you. I, I can't do it. I can't do it because, okay, was that Washington going to be the turning point? That Washington start? No. He went back to, to we, who he was. And Gossman's just not trustworthy right now. You know, until his last game where he gave up nine hits and six and two-thirds, Dan Straley was leading the baseball, leading the baseball. I was going to say leading the league, but it was it was all of baseball in hits per nine. So you point out that he's got the lowest batting average against. It's not surprising. It's still at 6.4 hits per nine as well. Strikeouts are, are, are good. His, his home run rate has come down, which we suspected would happen going to Miami. So he is doing... Almost exactly what I thought, though. The, the thing I said about him when he went from Cincinnati to Miami was he would have a very similar ERA but actually earn it. Last year, Dan Straley had a 376 ERA with a 488 FIP. This year, he's got a 356 with a 382 FIP. So pretty much the same guy, uh, but just kind of uh, earning his ERA a little bit uh, more this year because of the park environment. And the strikeout rate's gone so, up. That's, I mean, that's what's really impressed that me. That certainly The helps. strikeout rate. I mean, last year, uh, we're talking about a guy who's been like seven and a half over the past two years. Um, yeah. Even you know, very limited. But he was seven stuff. and a half last year in 190 and 191. Now he's nine and a half in 60 in 60.2. So that's that's the that's guy definitely I want a out of huge this. improvement. That's why I want to. Um, I, I really like Junior Guerra, so I want to I want to get him some love. He's back off the DL. I really like him. I think I'll prioritize Straley with you. I, I think I'm on board there. But I've got Guerra right there. And uh, I continue to be intrigued by what Chase Anderson's doing. Yes. Watching a few of his starts, including the no-hit bid last weekend. By the way, Diamondbacks, almost no-hit on back-to-back Saturdays. They were no-hit today by Edinson Volquez, but uh, this time a week ago it was Chase Anderson running them down until Nick Ahmed broke it up. So um, I am keeping a close eye on what Chase Anderson's doing. Denelson Lamette, I still don't know what to make. I know he beat up the Cubs. 
you know, you were mentioning that they're not always the scariest uh, opponent, and he was a living proof of that. He's now got a 38% strikeout rate in his first 10 innings there. Um, so, you know, he throws hard. What what are his matchups again? Let me find that. Uh, Lamette has at Arizona home to KC. So I love home to KC. At Arizona could be a little bit tricky, but I could certainly see starting him. And we talked about Gossman. Where are you at on, on Aaron Nola right now? Um, I'm not anywhere on these Philly guys right now. I, that bullpen is not. They're all injury. Concerns, they're all hurt. Right? Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm except for Ben Lively. I'm all over Ben Lively. Wait, are you being sarcastic? No, I'm being dead serious. He's a UCF guy. You know him oh, all over that guy. Tell me about Ben Lively. <laughs> he, oh, absolutely. Tell us about him. Then. He made his debut or his season debut. At he, least. He, honestly, I'm obviously being a complete homer. Um, it is a. Uh, it no is doubt. a matter of I I think he's got the ceiling of a number four guy, a solid number four. Uh, but I, okay. you know, in NL league, I'm honestly all over. I'm putting a bid on him just like I am Eric Skoglund, who debuted this week and also went to UCF and won for Kansas City. Um, I'm going to blow my entire tout fab budget on all. I think I have 540 on your, on your bucks. UCF guys? I'm spending 540 bucks on Eric Skoglund. <laughs> um, I mean, who cares, right? Uh, but no, uh, Skoglund's more of a uh, of, of 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 a five. And Lively's more of a four, but you know they both got results this week, and I'm I'm tired of 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 overlooking guys because I know what they should be and not appreciating for them what they are right now. And I think it's one of these yeah. things where you can ride one of these one of these guys as the league tries to adjust to them. But like, all right, who the hell is this soft tossing you... lefty who who is striking out okay. who is striking I, out I Miguel Cabrera? You, you know that kind of thing. Oh yeah, absolutely. That's Skoglin. Um Great body type, by the way, and I say oh, that he is your body a lot like me. Uh, it was a beanpole for sure. Um, you, you talk about this, right, with with these guys that you're like, this guy's not very good. It's obvious in the numbers, and it's going to catch up to him, but it's not catching up to him right now. Where are you kind of going with a with a tie block right now? Who popped a shutout uh, in the first game of this Ben Lively series that you're talking about? What did about? we say Seven about hits, tie block last no time walks, we talked? Two four weeks strikeouts. Ago. We did. We probably crushed him because he has a three strikeout rate. A three. It's like, and I'm going to keep crushing him, y'all. You are playing with fire. If you got this, if you've gotten the 58 and a third innings of a 3-2-4 ERA and a 111 whip, get out now. You cannot, you cannot find consistent month over month, week over week success with a three and a half strikeout rate. You simply cannot. You know, six or whatever, I, I you know, I love strikeouts, so I start to get on guys that are below seven. If you're at six, okay, and he was doing the same sort of stuff, I would believe a little bit. Three and a half is comically low for tie block, and I'm not going to buy it. So if you want to, have fun. You're, you're holding a time bomb. You're holding a grenade with the pin already yeah. pulled. I have, I have not seen him pitch That's yet, but feel. again, it's we crapped on him. He did well, so if we say he's going to do well, he's going to suck. Um, I'm not changing. I'm not changing. I'm not changing my opinion of him. I'm I'm still statistically scouting because I have not seen him pitch, but I'm not changing my opinion of him based off the outing. He's got, you know, I've seen, I've seen uh, handfuls of innings here and there. So not, not a full on start, which I would definitely like to see before giving like a, a full rundown. You know, he's, he's going on like really fastball change up this year. It looks like his change up rate is up to 23%. He's kind of taking it away from the slider and giving it all to the change up. Um, so, and there is 10 miles per hour difference. So I guess that's keeping guys off balance. 79 mile per hour slider, 76 mile per hour, uh, curve ball. So he does have, 
you know, the, the three different velocity levels for four different pitches, but he doesn't fool anybody. It's a 6% swinging strike rate for Ty Block, and it was 5% last year. And But at least last year he had 5.3 strikeouts. I just, 9.9% strikeout rate. That's all I really need to say about Ty Block. Anyway, let's move on to the super deep group. Um, these guys are obviously going to be a little bit less available, but some of you deeper league folks might uh, have these guys. What did I do to these I don't know. Lists? I noticed there was a problem. These lists are all messed up. Yeah, what's... Well, anyway, I, something had to have happened because I had these lists correct. Anywho, super deep list, Ian Kennedy, Houston at San Diego, Jaime Garcia, Philly at the Mets, Daniel Norris, Angels at Boston, uh, Mike fulton same as Garcia, Philly, Mets at home, Joe Musgrove at KC, home to the Angels, Hector Santiago at the Mariners, at the Giants, Gerald Cotton, Toronto uh, at home, and then Tampa Bay on the road. And then Hyunjin Ryu, home twice to Washington and Cincy, who are a couple that you like most out of this group. I didn't really care for any. I mean, the Jaime Garcia, um, I'm willing to take a stab at Fulton Evans. He's pitching better lately. Um, those are the two that really stick out to me that I would uh, take a stab at. Who was that again? Fulton Evans and who? Fulton Evans and uh, Jaime Garcia. <sighs> Yeah, I think that's fair. By the way, I'm looking at the computer on which I made these leaderboards and, uh, compared to the one I'm on right now. Something happened in the translation because I did not put like Jorge Fabregas on one of the freaking... I things. noticed that either. Like, what the I hell? like, hey, wow, position catch. <laughs> yeah, I'm kind, of, I'm kind of pissed by that. So you guys know how I hate when technology fails. I'm very impatient with it. Um, yeah, Ian Kennedy uh, has been very disappointing this year. He looked like he was supposed to be somebody who you could kind of rely on, be that steady guy that, yeah, his home runs will probably make him have something higher than last year's 368 ERA. But if it's 420, fine. Just give me 190 innings and strikeouts. And now the home run rate's gone up again. He's walking too many guys. It's been a nightmare. So I have a hard time letting letting Houston get their mitts on him, even though he's got a trip to San Diego. So, yeah, I'm looking at the two Braves, both at – both at home with Philly and the Mets, Joe Musgrove coming off the DL. How do you feel about? He wasn't Jerome? even pitching that well before that. I mean, no, no, he really wasn't. But but no. at KC and home to the Angels without Trout, that's a pretty good setup for Joe Musgrove. That is, but it, maybe it's just the recency bias. But Musgrove did not look good um, in his most recent outings. Just too much contact going on. You're definitely and right on that. Too much contact in the Kansas City one. I mean, Kansas City's been hitting better of late. They're starting to maybe all these guys realized, oh crap, hey, I, I could be traded in a couple of weeks. I should boost well, my value. I'm a free agent this, after this year. Half of that KC team is like uh, on the block or or looking for new work next year. So you would yeah. think that they they would want to get there. All of a sudden, together. they're starting to hit it again. Uh, and so that, that 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 I mean, I was looking at that Angels matchup going. That's tempting, but no. If it was another guy with Musgrave, you put me given that Kansas City LA matchup with a guy like flip it around and make Ian Kennedy pitch against those guys, then I'm like intrigued. But Ian Kennedy, I want no that part, even if it. he's pitching at San Diego. No, no. that the, if you're if you're facing Houston, it's pretty Can't much a no Houston. go right now. Yep, it is yep. pretty much a no go. They are killing it again tonight, except for the handful of must own guys um, that that you have to start all the time. You do not want a piece of Houston at all, at all. None of these fringe guys, and I'm looking at any of the anybody else. No, it's got to be like a one. It's honestly, has, it's uh, got to be like a one or a SP one, SP two for me to even play yeah. with Houston. Below that, yep. 
not a chance. Not going to mess with it. Um, Cotton has shown some flashes uh, since coming back, but he certainly still he doesn't have the command that his um, his September last year suggested. And of course, it was twenty nine and a third innings, so uh, we should have been more leery of it for sure. I definitely dove in head first on Gerald Cotton, but that's the thing I'm noticing the most is that. Um, he's not getting them to chase, and so they're bringing him back in the zone, and then his command in the zone for Drill Cotton is just not. And these again, are not good matchups. We talked about Toronto, and, and Tampa Bay, what they do at right-handed pitching. Oh, good righties, God! What yep. has happened to our labor team, by the way, man? Speaking of Cotton, dude, holy crap! James, we have just gone. Just yep, completely fell apart as we were starting to get guys back too. Wow. We thought that that was going to be a boost on us, and now we, we've, we've run completely the other way. Uh, we lost Danny Duffy, um, you know, J.C. Ramirez, that turned into a pumpkin. You know what it is? It's our pitching right now is just killing us, but we got Paxton and Price back. I thought I put Paxton in for this week. No? Oh, that's brutal. All right, well, we'll have to put him in next week. So we'll get Paxton back in there. Um I don't know. It's been it's been it's been a rough year. I think we have enough offense though, but maybe not. Maybe not. But you know what? We'll storm we'll storm we'll storm first place and have to win it on the last day of the year. Some something yeah. cool like that. Oh well. Um, all right. Let's talk about these hail mary guys. Added section because these guys are very low ownership rate at CBS, so they're available everywhere for a reason. But a lot of people are desperate these days, Jason because of the uh, the injury situations that we've dealt with. So, who would you want, if anybody... Well, no, I'm going to make a pick here. At least at least rank your top two or three. Of Jesse Chavez at Detroit at Houston, that's that's off the board. You just can't. You can't with those matchups. Yeah. Matt Cain at Milwaukee, home to Out. Minnesota. Eddie, Eddie Butler, home twice, Miami and Colorado. Mm. Mike Fires at KC in LA, that same Joe Musgrove setup. Um, now, would you trust a guy like that? Or Bartolo Colon, home twice, to Philly and the Mets. All right, so Fires is the guy I want, and this is why. Um, kind of applying the Trevor Bauer principle to him. Trevor Bauer was allowing okay. about two home runs per nine innings until this recent start, uh, until this recent run of his last four where he's you know been very uh, very stingy in 36 strikeouts, four walks, just pitching like we all mm-hmm. have always hoped he could. With Trevor, with uh, Mike Fires, his home rate, home run rate was you know something ridiculous. Ridiculously stupid. Three home like runs, four. three point one per nine innings. Last out, last time out against the Twins, six innings, two runs. First time all season he has not allowed a home run. Now that's Boom. really the thing with him because you look at everything else: seven per nine strikeout per nine. You know his walk rate's decent, uh, three point four. Like I said, decent, not great, nothing to not write home about. But if he stops giving up the home runs, you know he's going to get the run support. The problem is he's been giving up more runs than the offense can generate because of the damn home runs. Which is hard to so do. So for but yeah. me, for Hail Mary, I'm chasing a win. I, there's not a chance I'm letting Bartolo Colon do it for me. I don't want to I don't want to mess with Butler with the Rockies. I, I don't want to mess with Chavez. Um, it, honestly, Mike Fires is the guy I want only because it's got to come down for him. He can't possibly give up more home runs than he's already giving up. I, th- I don't think Bartolo so they listed three different Braves with, with two start weeks. That's going to be tough, I think. I don't know if that's absolutely, actually possible um, unless they had doubleheaders on Monday and Sunday or something. Uh, yeah, but they got Fultonevich, Garcia, and Cologne, so one of them won't. Keep that in mind since we did recommend Garcia and Fultonevich uh, pretty highly 
uh, hopefully it's not Cologne. Hopefully Cologne's the one who doesn't get it. And I forgot one other Hail Mary. Jeff Locke at the Cubs and at Pittsburgh coming off of a bit of a big start. Any interest in Jeff Locke? Not really. Um, well, wait, help me out. You either. Why am yes. I drawing a blank? Why is Jeff Locke not pitching for Pittsburgh anymore? He went to Florida. Thank you. Or Miami. That's right. I'm like, why? I'm like missing something. I'm like, how is he pitching against his own team? That's pretty epic. Yeah, he came back. He came I back. Forgot. He has uh, one 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 outing so far. It was sharp. That's why I included him, though. It, it, I mean, it's five and two thirds. You can't really go anything off of it. But he was missing bats and looking good. Um, Revenge games that just, we're going for here. Yeah, I mean, it's at the Cubs too, though. That's what you got to get. How bad first. is? How bad has that? How bad? Have the Diamondbacks' offense been on this road trip? So bad. Like I said, almost almost bookending it with Saturday no hitters. Mm. Be- between between uh, almost getting no hit last week and then getting no hit this weekend, it's, it's it's unbelievable. Like how does that even happen? But all right, let's move on yeah. to to the hitters. Um, we got four catchers right now, and again, catcher's been a disaster. We've covered that week to week God, about how. Bad terrible it's been so i could see you know if these guys are available in just about any league i think they're up for debate to to be rostered uh because even in two even in single catcher leagues you're struggling to find guys these guys are the most widely available and most uh widely added recently russell martin alex avila travis darno and wilson ramos can i ask what the hell does alex avila have to do to get picked up I don't know. They're pushing him brilliantly. Is it, is it to the point where everybody is thinking, like, okay, he's done as much as he could possibly do? I, I think yeah, I tweeted this out earlier. That, like, and he keeps doing it. I, it, it, it. At this point, I mean, obviously you have to, but you've missed so much of the great production. He had his eighth homer today. They're perfectly platooning him with James McCann, so he doesn't face any lefties. Um, he's absolutely obliterating righties. He looks healthy. He looks uh, slimmed down. He's not catching concussed. as much. So he's not getting his beaten up back there. What's that? He's not, he's not concussed. He's um, not concussed. I mean, the dude takes a beating back behind the dish more than seemingly other guys. He's definitely my number one there. He's he's fifth in ESPN's player rater this year. Full year for catchers. Yeah, you probably missed it. Here's the funny thing is, if you look at the leaderboards for BABIP in the NL and AL... AL leader Alex Avila at 436. NL leader Tyler Flowers at 452. That's hilarious. It, catchers, catchers are leading the leagues in batting average and balls in play. They're I going mean, ham. if it was another guy, you'd be like, okay, yeah, fine. He, he he's going to regress. We've missed it. But a catcher, can you really afford? I mean, if if somebody like this is out there, it, maybe it's a, because it's a one catcher league, and it's like, okay, maybe he's not playing enough. He only has 120 plate appearances compared yeah, to 180, like uh, Grandal and Posey and and Real Muto who they had. But but, the, who but, cares? but th- th- those extra plate appearances are almost damaging in most yes. cases. <laughs> It's like, like okay, great. That... You you you're rolling out Wilson Contreras, who's got 40 more plate appearances, and he's hurting you with what he's doing Active. at the plate. Exactly. <laughs> Exactly. So, yeah, I don't know how Avila is still so available. Um, again, I look at CBS leagues to get the names. They cater to the deepest leagues of the three major sites. So go check for sure, yeah, especially in your one-catcher yeah. leagues, like you said. And two-catcher, I don't think so. And Tim, Ramos is still – Ramos is, is getting ready. Far? Tomorrow he heads out on a 20-day rehab assignment. 
Okay. Um, so now we're looking at there's a very good chance he'll be back before the end of June. Um, so you know, get a couple of weeks in before the All Star break, and then ramp it up second half. Hopefully, now what is now he should catch. I mean, obviously the Derek Norris and Sucre are handling things. Sucre has surprisingly been good at the plate. Um, maybe they carry the third catcher, but the the kind of funny thing is that the guys that we assumed that Ramos would platoon with. It's like you're not sitting Corey Dickerson at all these days. He's hitting lefties, no. righties, upside down, right side. Hell, he's hitting balls that are literally bouncing off the dirt, and he turn, about, he's turning those into doubles right it now. It looks like Vlad with that. You talk about somebody who looks good, too, in terms of just looks more fit than he did last yes. year, and he was battling some, some injuries that didn't necessarily cost him games, but you could tell he was laboring. This is Corey Dickerson talking about, and, yeah, he looks – as athletic as I've ever seen him, and and it's it's really impressive. I fully fully believe. And then in you're him. leaving, and then you're leaving Morrison in there because you know he's also yeah. he's hitting lefties at the plate right now. Defensively, yeah. honestly, defensively he's been a biggest surprise. He's been really good at first base defensively, um, and so that's where. You, and then now, okay, now we're looking at designated hitter. Uh, but Ramos, you know, Ramos sometimes plays uh, not Ramos, but uh, Dickerson sometimes plays left field, but then he DHs. So perhaps. Uh, you know, that path to playing time for Ramos doesn't look quite clear. That said, they definitely want to get that bat in the lineup, especially with their struggles against lefties. Um, but again, he's about a month away. If you can pick him up now, especially like NFBC, if for some reason somebody has dumped him and, you, and you're not decimated with DL guys on your, on your roster, pick yeah. him up now, stash him for a couple of weeks. That way you can throw him in and catch him when he does come back. I agree. Good to and go. don't don't pay a mint because the thing of it is, if you wait too long and it becomes obvious and, and the news is trickling out, oh, he's ten days away, then the leagues that he's available, everyone's going to bid on him. Get him right. now for a relatively cheap price. And yeah, NFBC leagues, I do think there'll be some leagues where he's available because uh, with the system that they have, it's just six reserves, and you got to ride it out. And if you get hit with too many injuries, you definitely cut somebody like Wilson Ramos. So I wouldn't even blame somebody who's cut him. But you got to make sure he's not available. Um, and if so, get him on your team. Travis Darno, uh, we're just out on because I, I pretty much am. Like, I, I don't feel like you can trust him for more than a week at a time. I am with you. Okay. Let's move on to middle infielders. Got Angleton Simmons, Josh Harrison, Jed Lowry, the brilliantly nicknamed Swipe Right, Chad Pinder. That's, that's Vlad Sedler uh, at Roto Gut on, on Twitter of Roto Wire. Swipe Right? Swipe right because of Tinder oh. for Chad Pinder. <laughs> it's a brilliant nickname. And when he invariably goes in a, a you know one for 32 slump, you call him swipe left. You basically just call him whichever it is based on how well he's playing, and that way you know right away how well he's doing. Yo, did you like see what this. swipe right did today? Boom, you know he's doing well. Bro, did you catch swipe left? F, he went 0 for 4 again. I knew it. So, I mean, it, it's a brilliant, brilliant nickname. All credit to Vlad Sedler again. Oh, that might be, be, that might be better than Wrench. It, it's, it's brilliant. Wrench was excellent, though, Alan Craig, especially, you know. The best part was, like, an Alan Wrench can't really do so much, and he wasn't that good on, on defense. Like, it, it really went deep into the analogy yes. with Alan Craig, and I, I wish his feet wouldn't have failed him because uh, we loved him. We were big fans. Feet don't uh, fail with the middle infielders here, uh, in, in addition to Chad Pinder, Chris Taylor, Whit Merrifield. First, let me get your thoughts on them, and then I'm going to put them all, whoever you choose, up against uh, a minor leaguer here in a moment. All right, so honestly, 
a, there's something to like about each one of these guys. Andrews and Simmons true. right now, I've I've watched. Oh, I don't Have know. you seen it? Yes, I've seen it. it what he's basically it, it, out different. there doing, yeah. And what he's doing is he is out there actively looking to take the ball the other way. Now he's yep. not, and then if you if you make a mistake in, he's turning and burning on it. And it's it's kind of uh, a when you know when he when they played the Rays, it was annoying as hell to watch a four game series, and they could not get this dude out. They pitch him away, and he's like, "Fine, I'm going to hit it that way." Then they're like, "Okay, we're going to sneak one in," and then he's hitting a double down the line or hitting a home run. It's just right now you look over the last two weeks, he's got three times as many walks as he does strikeouts. You know, he's hit two home runs, he's driven in eight. Uh, he's on base at 410. He's on the hot streak right now. And I think the same thing he's can be killing. said. I haven't seen Whit Merrifield. I just I have. love the name, and he's putting up the exact same type of production. I'm just mad that I threw yep. him into an AL-only trade a couple of weeks ago because he, too, has been walking, getting on base like half the time, 487 clip over the last couple of weeks. So he's doing he it. He looks great at the dish, too. Saw, saw him in the series that the Tigers played. Uh, against the Royals and, and was in, was impressed. Looked like it looked like looked like a real hitter. I'm not a hitting mechanics guy, so a lot of it I go off of just kind of like gut and yep. looking at it like, hey, that looks different. But um, compared to last year when he just looked really slappy, both of them, both Angelton Simmons and Merrifield, they looked slappy. They look like they're going up there to maybe just dink one over the uh, second baseman's head. They don't have a great plan. They know that they're not there because they're great hitters. Now, Merrifield was an okay hitter in stretches last year, but this year both of them look way different. The, Angleton Simmons looks, dare I say, somewhat imposing, obviously not in his body type, but that pitchers are now a little bit afraid of him because he's showing some pop. So I'm I'm a big fan of what he's doing. I believe he's changed his swing to kind of emulate uh, that guy that they have on their team. I don't know, Mike Trout, ring a bell? Anybody heard kinda of him? Kind of looks like uh, it. He's pretty good. Yeah, so I th- he's been emulating that. It's paying dividends. He still has his amazing contact, too. That's the big thing. Angelton Simmons has always made great contact. He's adding power to it. It's early, so I don't want to get too giddy, but I've I've felt for the last couple of years that Angelton Simmons could go Brandon Crawford in the same way that Yadi Molina and Crawford played so much because of their defense that they figured out how to hit at the major league level. He's better. He, uh, he's, he's, he's a lot younger than you feel than you think he is. That's kind of the thing. Twenty-seven years old, Hamilton uh, Simmons, and so I do think there's more. And I like Josh Harrison. He's been. I saw. I went to a Braves game a week ago Wednesday night and watched him hit. He had a, an out that was absolutely drilled to the wall in right center field, and Ender Inciarte had one of his four or five-star catches. I would have called it a five-star because oh, he covered so he's much such ground. A beast. Um, but Harrison's been hitting it hard lately. You look at you look at uh, you know the barrel leaderboards. You look at the hard kind. He keeps popping up. But then you look at his numbers over the last two weeks, and it, it's all singles. But he's getting on base. Um, Lowry's hitting with some power lately. Chad Pender's hitting with power lately. A lot of it. I mean, that's what, he, what he's doing. Jed Lowry. Talk of him being the healthiest he's ever been from the team and from him, from from the broadcast, all that sort of stuff. Great. He gets hurt tomorrow. Awesome. Oh, I mean, probably since we're talking about it, right? Oh, oh by the way, uh, Andrelton Simmons is toast, right? Because we just both gush- gushed over him. So he, yep. he's 100% done. Uh, maybe we should just randomly say he'll something. Tear, he'll, he'll tear his Achilles tomorrow as he plans to throw a ball. Away. Let's just say that Chris Taylor sucks, so at least one of the guys comes out and, and does well out of nowhere. Well, he does but, suck of late. Um, <laughs> Jed Lowry foot had major foot issues oh it was eno who was telling me too now i heard it confirmed on the broadcast eno first told me about his he had some nasty ass bunion that he wanted to show eno eno was like nah i'm good dude 
I'm good. Thank you. Um, and that bunion is apparently he- his God. feet are healed or, or feeling good. Is he getting shoe signs for it three times a day so it feel good? Yeah, it, it never felt? exactly. <laughs> so uh, he is 33 years old, a little bit older uh, than the rest of this group for sure. Jed Lowry is, but playing time's guaranteed, and he's looking good. Pinder uh, is a little shimfy, not quite to that level yeah, yet. It's all about hitting in the air, but right it's now. absolutely about pummeling the ball and, and and going with that hard contact so be careful there that's going to come in ebbs and flows and the 257 average i do think is on the high end so i'm prioritizing simmons merrifield i'm with you on harrison though too it, it's a tough group i'm going to say i prioritize simmons and then it's kind of take your pick from there because they all have a- aspects that they like so let's say one thing about chris taylor since we did kind of ignore him uh trying to reverse jinx him what, what do you think about him you said he's been struggling lately I mean, last couple of weeks, 256, 333, 372. There's he's nothing to write still home getting about. Walks, he's got a though. homer. Uh, yeah, he's got double-digit walk okay. rate, but his strikeout rate's over 30%. Yeah, that's the problem, is he does swing and miss a lot, but he gets in those deep counts, so he kind of... But starting to cool down. I mean, like, I would compare him to, you know, if a guy's overall numbers... You get kind of you get focused on that. I would compare that to Mark Reynolds right now. I mean, Mark Reynolds hit, has 14 home runs, um, but if I told you he had he has three extra base hits in his last 98 plate appearances, wow. and all three of those are home runs, it's been home runs or nothing. So he's hitting 268 because you know he's in Colorado, so you can still get that batting average boost. Yeah. But he's got three homers in almost his last hundred plate appearances. But you get, lo- you get locked into that. You get locked into the oh the 14 homers. Yeah. He's on pace to do this. I, one of my bold predictions in my Rotowire piece over the weekend, he won't exceed 25 home runs. He being Matt Because Mark you look Reynolds at what he's done the last couple of years. This is Mark Reynolds. I, I My bold, my bold prediction uh, was that he's not going to exceed 25 home runs. If I had Mark Reynolds right now, I'd be selling hard. I, think I also that's... said I would be selling hard on Kyle Hendricks because um, if I told you there was a pitcher out there who's uh, – Fastball velocity was down two miles an hour. His swing and miss was down two percentage points. His walk rate was up over um, a walk per nine innings. Would you be all in on this guy? No. Right? But he's Kyle Hendricks, so you're like, oh, wow, he's been so good recently. This was before he gave up the five earned runs in his last start. But his previous four starts, he was like uh, six starts. He'd been like three and one with a sub two ERA. And I was, and my, my ball predictions was there's a lot of yellow caution flags here. You should be careful. And then he goes up and gets up five runs against the Padres of all teams in in San Diego. I, I'm with you on him, by the way. I just I can't, I can't get excited by Kyle Hendricks. I think he's in a, a mid to upper three ZRA guy. So he's at three. I said four. I said he's a four ERA the rest of the there way. There you go. There you go. And that would if he did four the rest of the way, he'd probably finish at like a three nine. So uh, I, I, that's that's where I'm at with him as well. So all right, uh, let's move on to the first baseman. We got four from a couple you mentioned earlier. We got uh, Lucas Duda. Justin Smoke, Logan Morrison, and Matt Adams with some uh, fresh playing time out in Atlanta. Who do you like best? Another out of homer that group? today. He did. Oh damn, he's killing. Another it. homer today in the extra innings. He's killing. Um, yeah. Honestly, the, all all of these dudes are doing well of late. I, I, I think of most, and we talked about this a couple of weeks ago. Was Justin Smoke? I'm pretty sure we said go out and get him because I know I picked him up in, in my NFBC league. I think you, and, I think you said where there's, that. where there's smoke, there's fire, and then I kicked you off the podcast, oh, so we never got pretty much. We never got the recommendation. I, I, I'm, yeah, I'm pretty sure that's happened. Uh, but you know, he's been hitting uh, his tr- his slash line last couple of weeks: three seventeen, three seventy six, thirty four, four homers, ten runs scored, nine runs driven in. Um, you know, he talked. He's talked about. 
changing the way he was doing things, um, decided he was going to cut back on his strikeouts and not try to crush everything. He's well, really he's cut back that. on his strikeouts, and he's still crushing everything, and that's really the cool thing uh, behind it. Lucas Duda has just been bombing him lately. Six Dude, homers over the past couple of he's weeks. He's out of his mind in the last couple of weeks. Right. Now, he, he's doing the Justin Bohr thing. And, uh, and then Logan Morrison is, you know, he's the, the average isn't there, but he's getting on base with a – nobody really wants to pitch to him. And when you make a mistake, is hitting it over the fence. He's got a 21% walk rate last couple of weeks. Wow. And he had 10 home runs in May. He's had four over the last couple of weeks. Uh, and he's, he's another one of the launch angle guys. And he's two off the pace for the home run lead right now. Damn, that's crazy. Yeah, Logan Morrison. So all of these guys, I mean, seriously, I, I I have no problem adding any of these guys to my roster. You made me pri- if you make me prioritize them, um, I'm, I'm, I'm going to go smoke, smoke because of ballpark. Yep. Yep. I'm going with smoke because of the ballpark and the full lineup. Yep. Um, and Morrison behind him, and then honestly flip a coin between the other two. But I can't go wrong with any four, any one of these guys. I completely agree there. Uh, so I really don't have anything to add on. Uh, Smoke was the one we were talking about. Changed his strikeouts uh, actively, said he wanted to, and went from 33% last year, which was disgusting. And I'm sure he was like, that I, That can't that can't happen. You know, and the thing is with that, like he made a – I remember reading a story like March 12th about Smokes that he's going to cut down, not try to crush everything. And uh, when we, we, we often laugh at these fluff pieces that come out during spring training, but damn it if there's not good nuggets of information in those that make you look at it and say, hmm, I wonder if something's going to happen. I'm, I'm a sucker for those things. I, I know the like yeah, best yeah. shape of your life thing. I'm a sucker for it. The new pitch, I, I, I at least track know, We it. kind of scoffed at, uh, at when, when Hedges said he was going to change his approach. Like, yeah. You okay, know, you, you sucked at the plate. What else are you gonna do? And but, look what he—he's you know, been able to find some value at catcher. So do you know I'm who not... he is? Do you know who he is? Huh. He's Mike Zanino. That's all yeah. he is. He's just Zanino now, which is fine because it's a drastic improvement for where his bat was. Austin Hedges right. is his, uh, but he has 11th homer today. Hedges, he's got like a 90 OPS plus based entirely on power. And again, it's fine. You're 24. Uh, hitting key, you know, hitting homers and playing great defense is going to keep you in favor, right? Like you're, you're probably going to be able to hang on with nobody chasing you in San Diego by doing that. But in terms of people getting too excited, he's hitting 216. He still sucks. He just figured out how to lift the ball and get some homers. Like still got a long way to go until uh, Austin Hedges is like a stud. But he was never projected to be a hitting stud. So I don't even know that there's going to be much more growth, you know? I just I, yep. eleven homers is great, but a two fifteen average is decidedly not. So um, all right, uh, smoke by the way, thirty three percent to eighteen uh, percent on the strikeout rate with a corresponding drop in swinging strike rate. Just a lot to believe in there, and, and I'm really liking him. Let's move on to the outfielders. Really big group. So um, I'm gonna and let again. How are these guys so lowly owned? I, I I don't know. I don't know. And th- and they're gonna vary here. This is gonna go from the from the 10 to 15 team availability here. Some of you guys are like, no, this guy's not been available in my league, but also check your wire too, because you'll be surprised by some of them. Uh, and I'm going to ask you to eliminate a few off the bat since that would be the easy, easiest way to pare it down. I was going to on my own, but I just couldn't. There's a lot of interesting players here. Aaron Hicks, Matt Holiday, Kevin Kiermeyer, Steven Souza, Melky Cabrera, Max Kepler, Cameron Mabin, Domingo Santana, Hunter Renfro, Gerardo Parra, and Jorge Bonifacio. I know, 50,000 players. So we're going to kind of break them down in groups. Who are uh, a few off the bat that you, you don't want? And think think deeper 
Think deeper league. At least 12 team here. Like, who would you not want? God. It, you know, if I were to tell you over the past two weeks, every single one of these guys is, all right, the, the worst on base percentage is Jorge Bonifacio at 304. Nobody else crushing. is below 340. Nobody else is below 340 in that group. Damn. I mean, every one of these, Steven Souza is triple slashing 326, 463, 721 over the last two weeks. He's had five homers, scored nine, driven in 10, is walking almost as nearly as much as he's striking out. Kevin Kiermeyer looks like he's showing signs of being out of the dead. Uh, you know, yeah. four homers, scoring eight, driving in eight, hitting 333, getting on base 370, stealing three bags. Cameron Maben is hurt. I mean, that's the sucky part right now. Yeah. Is Maben's on the disabled list where they're saying it's only going to be, like, he should be back this coming weekend. But Maben was was playing out of his mind. Now, the only problem was Maben was playing out of his mind when Mike Trapp was in the lineup behind him. That's gone, that was, but hopefully Simmons maybe becomes that guy. I'm curious to see how that because I've had I've had maybe been in AL Tout Wars and it was just this nice surge. He was running, had four stolen bases, hitting with power, was on base at a 452 clip. Everything was working for him, and then he got hurt, which is Maven. Okay. Um, Aaron, Hicks, I got a way to break it down. Go I ahead. Got way, I got a way to break it down. Maven, Kiermaier, Hicks, and and well, does Susan really run? I think Domingo Santana actually runs more. Let, let's put those guys together. Maben, Kiermaier, Hicks, Santana as as guys who will will give you some speed. Maven w- with the punch. Okay, so Maven. Maven's your favorite. He's running. He was running. The, he's been running the entire time. Run- um, great on base percentage this year: sixteen percent walk rate, three sixty seven on base, and thirteen stolen bases. So you're gonna give back the power because he does, he only has three homers for the year. That's half as many as anybody but else. He's the guy. He's but the guy the that major looks best SDs. of that of that group. Honestly, to me, he's been the guy that's looked best at the plate. I've seen enough okay. Meyer to say he's been the worst of the bunch. Um, I mean, Santana's uh, done well, uh, but Maven's up there at the top, and he's working counts, getting like I say, he's getting on base, making the running. I really like what Maven was doing uh, before he went down hurt. Okay, I would prioritize Hicks in Hicks. that group. I'm sorry. No, go ahead on Hicks because I, I would I say actually not to dump on him because that guy has been great. That lineup, I mean, they, they score runs. That's the thing. And there's lots of guys on base. He's driven in 11 runs over the past two weeks. He's had the, uh, lots of ducks on the pond, and he's triple slashing 350, 417, 575. Um, I'm curious. I've had Hicks. Out. I've had Hicks in my NFBC 12-team mix lineup for weeks now. Oh, I, I, I've been loving him. He's getting some playing time. I know Ellsbury had the concussion. I don't know if he's back from it yet. I would prioritize him, but then I would have Maven second because he is that impact speed right now. And he's, again, he's supposed to be back soon, and if he's not, obviously that changes things, but we're operating as though he'll be back, I think, next week. Um, okay, ne- next next little grouping here then. Kepler, Renfro, Souza, and then Holiday. Um, Souza? I mean, he looks he looks where he was back when we were talking about him in late April. Where yeah, he, he had his swoon, yes. and then he came back. Now he's back, and he's really hitting the ball hard. A uh, lot of good quality at bats. Really like what I see there. And then I, Max, Max Kepler would be right behind him for me. Uh, okay. You know, Joe Maurer's doing really well in that lineup right around him. Uh, he's scored 12 times. He's driven in nine the last couple of weeks. I continue to be impressed with what I see from him at the plate. I like this kid. Um, I think I called him a, I think I called him a 2015 guy before the season started. Um, really bright future. Uh, I, I really like with him. With Kepler, yeah. With Kepler. Uh, Absolutely. But that's, those are my one, two. 
Um, but Sousa's just Susan doing Kepler. something really that that Rays offense has been hitting really well. Um, the schedule is going to give them a bit of a break. They've had they had one day off in all of May, and they had one or two and they've had three off all season. Um, and they'll have one coming back. Uh, they're leaving Seattle. This last road trip was let's see. They went from Tampa Bay to Minneapolis, Minneapolis to Dallas, Dallas to Seattle, and that's it. All, they go all the way west for three games, and then they come home. It is the That's dumbest crazy. schedule and three days off. I mean, they've been on a grind uh, of late, but the strength of schedule for Tampa Bay is about to get a lot easier um, in terms of days off and the opponents that are playing. Um, and so I would be uh, starting to cash Keep in a little bit on, on that and picking okay. some guys up. Uh, maybe things, and, maybe and then Susan's still right look the at that lineup. Yeah. Cause like still... looks better. He's not, um, you know, the last couple of weeks, he's attacking those pitches low in the zone, which is where he should. He's laying off those high fastballs that have always hurt him. Uh, and he's starting mm-hmm. to look the other way on the pitches away. I mean, pitchers were just beating him up out there because he would just roll over. I mean, we were joking we should change his number from 13 to 43 because he was rolling over to second base so <laughs> Four, much. Three. Um, and That's he's starting fine. to I use like all that. parts of the uh, all parts of that again. And once he's on base, he is running. So, um, so it, it is a fun it is a fun lineup to watch. You guys can call me a homer, but they they tied with the Astros for the most home runs in May. Uh, and you know their pitching has some issues, but that offense can hit. Yeah, they've got a lot of intriguing pieces in Tampa Bay in that in that offense. I completely agree. Sousa hasn't been running as much, but but pretty much all those guys except for Holiday. Uh, have a speed component. That's probably why Holiday didn't get his run. I think as a pure power play, Holiday would be the number one on this list. If all you need is power, absent anything else, I think you take Holiday. Or biceps. Tops if off all you need list. is biceps, he's top of the list. Absolutely. If all you need is biceps and a Mr. Clean head, boom, you got Matt Holiday. So I would prioritize him there. These last three guys are, are power focused as well. Maybe some batting average with one of them. Jorge Bonifacio, seven homers, 281 average. Gerardo Parra, six homers, 309 average, playing in course. And then Melky Cabrera, six homers, 259 average, uh, and playing a ton, obviously, uh, with the White Sox. Who, who do you like best out of that group? Oh, man. Um, I'm going to have to go with – give me Melky Cabrera because I, I feel like we've missed the, the boat on, on Parra. I mean, he's had this really nice run he's the last couple of weeks streak. playing at home. I yeah. mean, he's on a superior – I mean, if I tell you a guy is triple slashing – I don't know how this is possible, but his batting average is higher than his OBP right now. Significantly so. I, I, I've, I've been told before how it can be, and I forget what it is. I don't know if it's a sacrifice Maybe it's fly. Hit by, I, 483, 483 batting 452. average, 452 on base, and 828 the, slug over the last two weeks with a 462 bad bit. You look at Melky, he's doing his damage, and he's not getting this insane hit rate. I mean, with Parra, this could go away if they've been playing a bunch of home games. They go they on the have. road. It goes away. With Cabrera, he's driving in a bunch of runs, hitting uh, hitting where he is in that lineup, and it's not because it's all this fluke. I mean, we know what Melky can do. Maybe he's trying to he's play just himself usual... into a trade as well. Yeah, he's just his usual quality self. I mean, Melky Cabrera, you know, and he's only hitting two fifty nine right now. He's got a tiny BABIP. If he gets back toward his three hundred career average, that that batting average will go up to at least two eighty. Um, so I like Melky of the group as well. Jorge Bonifacio is interesting, though. Former prospect um, who's you know come up. This is his debut here, age 24. Club in the ball. Does have a 27% homer to fly ball ratio. So obviously he's out of his shoes a little bit there with the six, uh, seven homers so quickly. But 37% hard contact rate. Pulls the ball at a 40% clip. Uh, doesn't have a ton of fly balls, but a lot of line drives. So he's slugging the ball. How do you feel about Jorge Bonifacio? He's bona fide. I like it. I like it. 
That that's a great throwback to anybody who listened to Fantasy Focus with with. Well, uh, he's the new bona fide. He's the new bona fide because Emilio Bonifacio just His got brother. designated for assignment. Yeah, he's done. He's but, done. But the Twins also did did just farm out Jorge Soler as well, which speaks to okay. You mean the kid, Royals? Uh, the Royals. Sorry. So it's here you go, Bonifacio. It's yours. Do it. And so long, yeah. they, I mean, they wanted it so later That's to get huge. his playing time, so they farmed him down. So they're letting him do his thing. Wait, I thought he was related to Emilio, but it's not showing on. Him. I don't know, um, but Emilio. I saw he got DFA yesterday on their pages. So I might have. By the had way, that David wrong. Price with a nice outing tonight. Seven oh, innings, three hits, one run, one walk, seven strikeouts. There you go. Get up a homer too, Manny Machado, who may be showing signs of life. <laughs> Uh, he's had a couple of home runs in the series. Here's the dirty little secret: there was never anything wrong. His bet, he wasn't getting singles. Everything else was in place. I mean, you might have had a small window to buy buy low on Manny Machado, but the homers were always there. It just the singles weren't falling. That's it. He's going to be fine. He's probably about to get electric and and just hit like 420 for a week or something. Since I, or, I for certainly hope three so. weeks. But uh, all right, Jason, that's going to wrap us up uh, for for this week's episode. And uh, we'll be back next week, I assume. How, how's traveling looking? Next week is good. Um, it would have to be uh, if I can make a request early uh, because my daughter sure. has her end-of-the-year dance recital starting at 5, and then we're going to have dinner and all that afterwards. So if we could do it Sounds earlier today, that would be phenomenal. Um, all right, but man, the well, following week, Father's Day weekend, I will be out because I will be on vacation fine. in Fort Myers going to visit uh, my stepmom. I will. Uh, I will and hanging out with Yancey Eaton. Worry. Apparently, as he's supposed to come to the uh, the minor league game on Thursday night, and we're going to go see the oh, very cool. Stone Crabs against the Fort Myers Miracle. Well, that'll so, be great. That'll yes. be great. Okay. Well, uh, we'll talk next week, and then we'll figure out something for the week after. Take care, Jason. All right, man. You too.